0: Two two five two seven four one six zero seven, or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word.
1: I am excited to be in this house today. I love God's house, I love His presence, I love His people, and I love His name. And I don't know about you, but that praise and worship this morning was absolutely powerful. And I want to I wanna say this to our worship team. You know, Anne and I have, have, have been in the ministry, I think, something like 40 years plus, plus. And I've traveled around the world and I've been in some of the most powerful and strongest and renowned churches there is. And I've heard some great praise and worship teams. But I want to say this and encourage you guys that you are absolutely awesome. And you are at the very top of what I prefer, what I love, what I enjoy, what I feel. What I sense, what I experience, and you know what that it is? It's the presence of the Lord that you lead us into to worship Him in spirit and in truth. You know, it's it's been just awesome, just hearing praise and worship resonating around these four walls this morning, and and as Bill has already said, when you know that somebody else is connected with what you want to share. I feel humbled too because what I want to share is what we've been singing about this morning. I want to share about the greatness of our God and how good He is. And Pastor Philip has just been sharing just briefly how good God is and and what He's doing and, and the people that are being added to this church. It's only because a great God is lifted up and exalted in this house. And we're going to continue to do it. Because from the depths of my heart, I only have love for the Lord and for His greatness in my life. I don't have any love for any other gods or, or, or anyone else. Only, only God Himself. I have a love for my family. I have a love for this church. I have a love for my friends, but oh, I have a greater love, and that love must be first and foremost in my life. I love the Lord. I love the Lord, and I love His house. We're so thankful to be here. It's an awesome privilege for Anne and I to, to be here today, and and uh, we're going to speak a little bit more about that later, but um, we're planning and already have planned. We're here. We're going to be part of what's happening in HeartSeas. Family Life Church. We believe that God is changing things around in our lives. He's bringing us into a new season. I love love coming into a new season. I don't know about you, but in England, we have the four seasons, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And I love it when spring comes. I love the winter but I love it when springtime comes because it's a, it's a time of new growth. It's a time of breaking forth. Uh, when through the winter, the damp and the cold and the frost has, has held the earth in bondage. When spring comes, suddenly there's a bursting, there's a breaking forth, there's a cracking. And suddenly shoots a new life begin to appear. And God is causing new shoots, a new season, new things to appear in, in our lives uh, as, we, as we continue to, to move on in God and move forward in God and, 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 and get connected and, and, and be connected with what's going on here in Hartsey's Family Life Church. I, I am just so thrilled and excited about the growth you know, we've been here now almost three months, and, and several of those and several weeks we've been experiencing Sunday worship with you guys. And I have just been so encouraged that the people that have committed our lives to the Lord since we have been here. And I'm, I'm here to, to encourage that further. And uh, I'm here to, to, and Anna's here. We are here as leaders to be here for you. We are servants. To you. You are not here to serve us. We are here, first of all, to serve you. And we want you to know that we are available for you. Can I hear an amen? amen. Thank God. I just uh, I just want to go quickly into my text this morning. You know, those guys who did praise and worship, They, they, they preached a sermon in song. You know, they were preaching and singing about the greatness of how of our God and how awesome He is. And that's my theme this morning. I want us to turn to Psalm uh, 46. Can we turn to that quickly? If you have your Bibles, Psalm 46. And it says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I want to ask you this morning, are you in trouble? Have you been in trouble? Are you experiencing the hurts and the scars of the trouble that you've been in? I have a word for you this morning. In fact, I have good news You this morning, that God is a refuge, He is not just a refuge, but He is a very present help in time of trouble. And I, I want to tell you this throughout the course of my life, I've been in trouble many times, but you know, God has many times delivered me out, and many times, God has kept me in that situation to reveal His glory, to reveal His strength, to reveal His power, to reveal His awesomeness that I possibly would have never experienced had everything been hunky-dory. Do you know what that word means? You know, sometimes we have to experience the pressures of life before we appreciate how good and how faithful God is. That's been my experience. That's been my experience Many times, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. You know, sometimes our our world is turned absolutely upside down and we wonder what on earth is going on. But the word of the Lord comes through this morning, regardless of, of how topsy-turvy things are. God is a refuge. God is our refuge. Thank God for that this morning. Though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, to sit the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not Be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. There it is again. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth, he makes wars to cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Of Jacob is our refuge. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, it's quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two edged sword. Lord, you are not a man that you should lie, neither the Son of Man that you should repent. What you have said, you will do, and what you have said, you will cause it to come to pass. We thank you for your word today. Lord, I ask that you will find a lodging place, a resting place in each and every heart of those that are here today. We pray, Lord, that you'll give me clarity of thought and precision of speech. I ask for your anointing, Lord, to be upon me in a mighty way. Lord, that I will not speak my words, but I will speak Your words, because your words will become my words. My words, I want to be only your words, Lord Jesus. Father, thank you for each one. Lord, gathered here in this place today, fill this atmosphere continually with your anointing and with your glory. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. My text, as you have probably gathered this morning, is in verse 10. Be still, and know that I am God. Be still, and know that I am God. And I want you to notice as you just look at this verse. It says, "Be still," and then a comma. Be still, and then a comma. You know what a comma represents? it, It represents a pause. The Holy Spirit wants us to be still. To be still. Before we can know God, we've got to be still. We've got to be still. And we can find God in that stillness. Through our pursuits, we can search and we can find Him today. You know, the Psalm, if we study this, the Psalm was written by Isaiah the prophet and it was given to King Hezekiah. During the siege of Jerusalem, you know the story in in, in 2 Chronicles 32 verse 7 that three great nations, uh, one great nation came against Israel, against the city of Jerusalem. And you know, the Bible says that when King Hezekiah received the word that the, uh, the Assyrian armies were Rallying themselves and besieging the city. The Bible says that he became fearful. But you know the story doesn't end here. The Bible says if you study it, that the spirit of prophecy came upon Isaiah. And he began to prophesy. And this is what he, this is what he began to prophesy. And it's, it's in 2 Chronicles 32 verse 7. Be strong. O Israel, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid nor dismayed before the king of Assyria, nor before this great multitude that is with him. For there are more with us than with him. There are more with us than with him. With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Be still and know that I am God. I want you to see the greatness of God coming out and coming through this psalm and these words that are being prophesied to us today. You know, the the, the, the Targum says that God wrought a tremendous miracle, a tremendous victory for King Hezekiah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. You know, the the Targum says that God sent warring angels who cut down every mighty man of valor, every leader and captain in the camp of the Assyrians. That's how great, that's how awesome that's how loving, that's how caring our God is. We may feel when we're in trouble, where is God? We may pray and we, we may shout and we may cry and wonder where God is, but I want to tell you this God is a present help. God is a present help in time of trouble. And you know, we're, we're in as a nation and as uh, the world, speaking of the whole world, you know we are living in a very raging and turbulent environment. But you know, but we can take comfort this morning that God is in control. You know, God is in control of the whole earth. You know, I was speaking to someone this week, and uh, and uh, we were speaking about a, a certain date, and he, he he said, do you know that the world is going to come to an end on that certain you know that Nostradamus has prophesied, I think it's, is it the 23rd of December? or well, I think it's the 23rd of December. Nostradamus has prophesied right back in the 15th or 16th century that society, that the world as we know, is coming to an end. And I put my hand on his shoulders and I said this. There's only one person that's in control of this earth And it's not Nostradamus, nor any other prophet, nor any other man, only God. He's in control and he has the numbers. I want to tell you this, he keeps the numbers. He's numbered every one of our days and he's numbered the days of this earth. And how long it's going to stand and when it's going to come to an end because the Bible says that God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth is going to happen one day, but it's not going to happen on December the 24th because God is in control. You know, he created it and he's sustaining it. Hallelujah. My God, can you hear me? I said, my God is in control. Doesn't it make you feel good? Doesn't it make you feel secure? Doesn't it make you feel that there is hope? Doesn't it make you feel that you have a future? Regardless of what the devil says, regardless of what the devil tells you in the middle of the night when you wake up, and everywhere is dark, and everywhere is silent, and the rest of the family is asleep, and he, and he tells you there's no hope, you're not going to make it. I want to tell you the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. God is alive. God is still on the throne, and He is in control. Yes. Glory to God. That excites me. I don't know about you if you're excited, but I'm excited. Hallelujah. I am excited. Do you know when I got excited? I got up, I think, about 2 o'clock this morning. I th- This word was resonating in my mind, and I, I, I've been involved in a situation where I've been totally engrossed in it, and... and uh, And I had to spend the night just engrossing myself in the word, engrossing myself in prayer. You know, I wanted my mind renewed. You know, I want to I want to be fresh. I want to be alive. I wanted to be attentive. I want to be a worshiper. I want to be a speaker. I want to be an encourager today. And you know it wasn't long. Oh, before I felt the presence of the anointing of the Holy Ghost just flowing through my mind, flowing through my life. You know, and I began to get connected in a deeper way. I began to get connected in a stronger way. I began to get connected in a, in a worshipful way. And I began to feel the presence of the Lord right in my bedroom. And I thank God. And He reminded me that He is in control. Hallelujah. He is in control. You know, it is said of Martin Luther that when he received bad news, he would say to his, his uh, uh, companions, let's sing Psalm 46. Let us sing Psalm 46, because you know that the Psalms were composed to be sung. And you know we need to. We need to take encouragement from that. I I believe it's a good suggestion. When you're in trouble, turn to Psalm 46. Just refresh yourself. Refresh this prophetic word to you, and it will begin to speak to you. It will begin to strengthen you. He said, let us sing Psalm 46. You know, he wants us to be still and know that... He is God. You know, this psalm bursts forth with prophetic voice to us today, saying that God, He exists, that He is alive. We don't serve a dead God, but we serve a living God. I want to ask you this morning, is God alive in your life? Is He alive in you today? You know, I remember the time when I invited Jesus into my life. I was only 11 years old. And when I prayed the sinner's prayer, when I invited Jesus into my life, I knew that God came in. I knew that I was a brand new person. I knew that I was different. I knew that I was going to be a different son to my mother, a different son to my father. I knew that I was going to be a different brother, a different uh, to my brothers and to my sisters. I knew I was going to be a different friend to the friends That I knew because Jesus had come into my life. And and, and my life has been alive ever since. Because God is alive in my life. You will never be alive till God brings new life. Hallelujah. The Bible says that before we knew him. Before we invited him into our lives, you know, we were dead in trespasses and sins. Our spirit was dead. We were dead. Our future was dead. We had no hope. But when we committed our lives, when we gave our lives, when we asked the Lord to forgive us, when we asked the Lord to wash us, when we asked the Lord as we repented, he came in and made this deadness come to life. Hallelujah. Oh, he turned darkness into light. He turned a sinner into a saint. Glory to God. And I want to tell you this, I've been a better citizen ever since. Been a better person ever since. Hallelujah. It's because of the greatness and the life and the presence of the Lord in my life. My goodness, I can't believe it's almost 10 to 12 my goodness let me skip let me skip on through this i want to give us i want to give us give you five reasons this morning why we should be still and know that he is god and i believe that these reasons can enable us to live in victory regardless if we're in trouble or we're not in trouble. God wants us, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to live a life of victory, to be an overcomer, not to succumb to every wind of problem, to every difficulty, to every whim, and everything that comes down the pike. God wants you and I to live in victory. You may not have it on the outside, but you can have it on the inside. And I would rather have it on the inside because I can then deal with the outside. I can have wisdom. I can have revelation. I can have peace. I can have joy. I can have love to deal with that. That's on the outside. And what I find is this, you know, there are circumstances in my life that I want God to deliver me from. And sometimes he doesn't. And I have to read this, you know, that God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh, And you know, mighty Paul, who wrote two thirds of the New Testament, if he had a thorn in the flesh and prayed to God three times to be delivered from it, and God's answer was, listen, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. And you know, we only learn the sufficiency of grace when we're in trouble. When we experience trouble. But you know, it's not all trouble. No. No, it's not. You know, they are seasons that we go through in our lives. And you know, we have to experience these seasons. But you know, as we go through those seasons, we experience the greatness of our God. You know, the Bible says, be still and know. You know, I believe the church needs a fresh revelation of the knowledge of the goodness of the Lord. We forget so many times, and we try to do it in our own strength. You know, we try to make which we feel are the right decisions. But you know, if we would, if we would cast ourselves on the Lord, if we will take a hold of His Word, you know, He will lead us out to live a life of victory. You know, I want to give you point number one, and it's found... In Numbers, number 8, chapter 9, verse 8, And Moses said to the people, Stand still, be still, that I might hear what the Lord is saying or command concerning you. He needed an answer for the people. And you know, so many times we need not only to pray, but we need to listen. Listen. You know, sometimes God can't get a word in edgeways because we pray, pray, and pray, and pray. You know, we're bringing our problems. We're bringing our troubles. We're bringing our families. We're bringing all our difficulties. You know, we need... I want to encourage you to not just pray, but we have to do that. But I want to encourage you to spend time listening. Listening to the word of the Lord. Listening because the Lord speaks and he always wants to speak. The Bible says that my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. You know we will never follow unless we hear. We will never be. We will never do. We will never become unless we hear. And I want to encourage you this week, today, start to listen. After you have prayed, maybe cut your prayer time down because God knows what's in your heart and say, God, I'm just going to listen. And you know, sometimes it's always good, you know, to read the word and pray together. And you know, when you do this, that suddenly a verse, a line will jump out of the scriptures, which will. Meet your need, which will be perfect for the circumstances that you are experiencing. And you know, when that word comes, it will come as a revelation. It will come as a way out. It will come as a means of of bringing you into greater blessing, into greater joy than you have ever known before. Be quiet be still. You know, there's so much going on. We, we live in a very technological world. We, we spend so much time on face, Facebook. You know, we spend so much time on Twitter. We spend so much time blogging, emails, texts. You know, we, we always find time for text, don't we? Come on, we always find time for Facebook. And what do we do? We wait till we wait for the answer. We sit there and we wait for the answer, don't we? We wait for the feedback. That's what God desires. Oh, he, he, he wants us to wait, because He has a word for us. He has a way out for us. He has a peace. Be still for you. He has, "A, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want for you." And if we're not hearing, we're not receiving, and we're not living in victory. We're not living in the fullness of the joy of the Lord. And my thought is, as I, as, as I skip this morning, be still to hear the voice of the Lord. Be still. It's profitable to hear the voice of the Lord. Number two, quickly, Joshua 3, verse 8. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the ark of the covenant saying, when you are come to the brink of the waters of Jordan, you shall stand still. You shall be still in Jordan. You know, at this particular time, if you know the story that the banks of Jordan, when Israel came to cross Jordan and to go and conquer Jericho before them was a Jordan that was overflowing and filling the whole valley. Some, Some scholars say that it was a mile wide. Some say it was up to four. Four miles wide, you know the width of the River Jordan, and you know at that particular time it was flowing at an awesome rate. And you know, God gave Joshua instructions. Joshua conferred them onto the priests, and he said, Boys, I want you to get into the river. We're gonna go over. And you know, they could have said it's foolish, it's ridiculous. You know, we're not going to do it. How many times has God asked you to do something It seems foolish to you and you haven't done it? You know, but you know, this is where obedience comes in. You know, we need to stand still. We need to be still and be obedient to the word of the Lord and what God says. And you know the story when the priests set their foot in the water that suddenly the water separated The water separated and there was two amazing, awesome walls of water each side uh, to make a way for the children of Israel to go through on dry ground. And the Bible says at every foot, everybody went through and crossed over Jordan. I want to tell you this. God knows your Jordans. He knows when they're coming. He knows Everything. And he has a way out. He has a way across if you'll be obedient and do what he says for you to do. You know, I was ill for many years, and I was almost bedridden seventeen hours a day in bed every day. Went to church once on a Sunday morning through the week. Now I'm a pastor, I've been brought up in the church from a very at the age of eleven and and we we went sometimes three times on a sunday sometimes three times through the week you know, I couldn't, I couldn't attend church. I couldn't handle church. I, I almost lived a life of a recluse because of the illness that I was suffering. I had hepatitis, and on top of that, I had post-viral fatigue syndrome, which is the most debilitating disease that anyone can ever experience. And I was a hermit. I was in bed, and Anne would come into the room and bring me a cup of tea, and I would be rolled up in bed with the clothes wrapped around my head because I just wanted to be in darkness. I couldn't sometimes bear the brightness of the light because of the pain that it caused and you know one night the spirit of the lord woke me up i haven't got time to go into detail but he said alan i want you and Anne to take a step of faith and go to india why india india was the place where we took a mission trip where we taken many mission trips where i received my illness and 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 Came home, and God says, Alan, I want you to take a step of faith and go back to India. I thought, how ridiculous. Just brush it aside. Three weeks later, in the middle of about three o'clock in the morning again, the Lord woke me up. And I didn't wake up in the night. I slept from dawn till dusk. From dusk till dawn. And had to wake me up. And the Spirit of the Lord came into the bedroom again three weeks later at three o'clock in the morning. I was awake. Because I realized that the Lord was speaking right into my heart. Not an audible voice, but it, it, it felt audible in my spirit. And he said, Alan, I want you to take a step of faith and go to India. And I knew it was God speaking. I didn't know what God was up to at that time. But I knew it was God speaking. To cut the long story short, Anne and I made arrangements to go to India. And it was in India, in a Benny Hinn crusade, that we attended in Bangalore, India, That I got healed on the second night after 14 years. Was it 12 or 14 years? Yes, of, of severe sickness. Hallelujah. Seemed ridiculous. Absolutely. My mother thought we'd gone crazy. My doctor thought we'd gone mad. You know, I couldn't even hardly travel, I couldn't, I didn't have the strength to carry suitcases. Or anything like that. If we ever, when we used to come and visit Philip and the family, one of the members of the family had to take us to the airport and take us in and carry the cases because I didn't have the strength to carry them. And when I arrived in America, I couldn't have the—I didn't even have the strength to get them out of the car to take them into the house. That's how weak I was. But God delivered me. Hallelujah! We serve a great God. We serve a great, ridiculous, maybe, but obedience is a secret. Obedience is a secret. Number three, quickly, 1 Samuel 9, verse 27. And as they were going down to the end of the city, Samuel said to Saul, bid the servant to pass on before us. And he passed on and he said, but stand thou still, be still, A while that I may that I may show thee the word of the Lord. I want to tell you today we need to be still to be shown the word of the Lord. We need to stand still. We need to make time out of our busy schedule. You know of everything that I've mentioned to study, to read, to find direction from the word of the Lord stand still. I want to tell you this, the B-I-B-L-E is the best book for me. There's nothing like the word of the Lord. In fact, it is the foundation, not only of my life, but all life that exists. They don't, the world and society doesn't know it, but it is the foundation of all life. Hallelujah. You know, spend time, spend time in his word. And as you as you read his word, he will speak to you. Stand still, stand still to hear the word of the Lord. You notice it says early on, bid the servant to go ahead of you you know there are many servants that want to serve and fulfill our time and robbers of our time in the word to rob us our time in prayer we can be involved in so many other things but he said bid the servants to go ahead sometimes we need to say servants go ahead this is my time This is my time with the Lord. I'm going to stand still. I'm going to be still. I'm going to engross myself. I'm going to hear the word of the Lord because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Be still. Be still. That you may hear, that you may be shown the word of the Lord. Do you know what the Holy Spirit does? He shows us the word of the Lord. He reveals the word of the Lord as we read it. He reveals heaven. He reveals grace. He reveals the love of the Father. He he reveals his wonderful mercy to you and I. Stand still. Be still to be shown to hear the word of the Lord. And I'm going to skip right on to number five. I'm going to leave number four out. I'm going to skip right through to number five. Job 37, verse 14. Verse 14. This is God speaking, and he says this. Listen. He says, listen. Hearken unto this, O Job. Stand still, be still, and consider the wondrous works of God. Stand still and consider. Stand still and consider. You know, the word consider means to seriously think about something, to examine something mentally, to believe or hold an opinion, to deliberate. You know, we need to stand still and reflect on the wonderful works of God of God stand still and reflect on the wonderful works of God in verse 8 it says come behold the works of the Lord sometimes you know when we're going through it we're in trouble We're, we're, we're almost up to the brink and we wonder you know is hope coming is the answer coming And you know, doubt and fear will arise in our hearts and we might be ready to give up. But I want to remind you to reflect on the goodness of the Lord in your past. How the Lord has delivered you. How the Lord has brought you through. How the Lord has been there for you. How the Lord has blessed you. Consider The works of the Lord. Now, I want to tell you this. As you stand still, as you be still and you consider the works of the Lord, strength and courage will rise up within you to to defeat, to, to overcome, to go through everything that Satan would array against you. Stand still and consider the word of the Lord. You know, when I look back in my life, You know, God has been good to me. God has blessed me. God has brought me through. God has brought miracles upon miracles in my life. You know, and I have to just reflect, you know, because we can't see the future. We can't see the next day. Sometimes we can't see the next paycheck. We can't see the next food that we need or, or we can't see the next job. Just look back. And see the goodness of the Lord, how God has been there for you, how God has blessed you, how God has brought you through. Do you know what the greatest thing you can reflect on is your salvation? How the Lord saved you, how he redeemed you, how he made you a brand new person. You know that's enough. But there are more miracles upon miracles because we serve an awesome God. We serve an awesome God. Let's stand together this morning, shall we? Awesome. You you awesome
0: awesome we would like to thank you for listening to this message today we pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard but we also know it will be changed as you put god's word into effect at Heartsease family life church our doors are always open to help if you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225 274 1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.